This is Transwarp Drive. I am Anna Hudock. Transwarp Drive is a series of articles written by yours truly. This is the audio version of those for those who prefer to listen rather than read. If you prefer to read, though, check the show notes for a link to the article on either Review or Substack. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Today's reading comes from the Substack article, Thoughts on Halo Season 1. Enjoy! Note, this was originally written as a YouTube video when I was planning to make Transport Drive a video series. The video I released last month. I'm releasing a written version of it now so readers can get an idea of what to expect in upcoming articles. I wasn't expecting the Halo show to be exactly like the games. After all, TV is an entirely unique type of media from video games. I was not surprised at all that Master Chief spent most of the season with his helmet off, and it's not something I really care about either. They had to establish him as human, an actual character, someone to care about. Doing a one-for-one recreation of the character from the games was never going to work. That's not the only thing that was changed in the show, and to be honest, I was fine with many of the changes, at least in theory. The problem is, this show had many good ideas with poor execution. So let's start with Master Chief himself, or John. He's a stoic warrior who kicks a lot of ass. Or, at least that's what you see for about the first episode and the second half of the last episode. The rest of the season, you see him not doing much of any fighting and instead learning to be an actual human being who has emotions. Well, learning to deal with emotions, in theory. In reality, we see it for a few minutes, near the end of episode 3 where Master Chief is walking around the base, then goes outside looking rather stoic, and apparently that's all he needs. The rest of the season we hear a lot from others saying that he's changed. The problem is, there's nothing showing us that he's changed, or anything to compare his current self to when he had the emotion suppressant. What I'm saying is, We have to take their word that he is making different decisions now than he would have in the past. There's nothing to show us that he wouldn't have already. I mean, in episode 1, when he's still being controlled, he makes an emotional decision to save Quan. Another thing that makes how Master Chief handles his newfound emotions harder to accept is how the show handles another Spartan dealing with emotions. Kai. Kai follows Master Chief in taking out her emotion suppressant. The change in her is obvious. She colors her hair, has awkward conversations with Miranda Keys. In episode 5, she locks up in combat as it becomes too overwhelming emotionally. Why is only the woman visibly changed from actually experiencing emotions for the first time in God knows how long? Why doesn't Master Chief have any struggles in combat now? If I'm being completely honest, this feels misogynistic. 
It's like the writers knew that taking out the suppressant should have changed MC more than it did, so they had a woman do the same thing to explore the effects of doing so instead. In other words, the writers know people want a silent strong warrior in MC, but they just introduced him to emotions, so let's just make a woman deal with all the emotions instead. You know, because women are emotional. Personally, I wish they had found another mechanism to make MC Rebel because the way they did it feels poorly written and not well thought out. The show makes a big deal of him taking out his emotional suppressant. I just wish they would have actually done something with it. Like, explore him struggling with emotions or struggling in combat. Now, I want to make something clear. I am fine with them not making him emotional. My problem is how they did it. Taking out an emotion suppressant that he's had in for god knows how long should make having emotions again overwhelming and affect him greatly. They didn't go that route. And I'm sitting here trying to understand why. The writing decisions that were made just don't make sense to me. Now, let's discuss two other characters. Soren and McKee. Soren seems to be the first Spartan, that were shown at least, to see through the brainwashing and try to escape. He ends up as a pirate. Honestly, I didn't find him to be that interesting of a character, which is a shame because he had a lot of potential. I want to know, how did he start thinking about escaping and making his own life? How did he start overcoming the brainwashing? What was it like after escaping and having to deal with all that trauma? I believe he could have been the most intriguing character on the show. But instead, we just got somebody who felt more one-dimensional. Then there's McKee, who's a human who lives with the Covenant. Obviously, this is ridiculous. Not going to deny that. Unfortunately, the show decided to go the route of having the Chosen One cliché. They just should have not have done any of that at all. But since they did, what could they have done better? For one, the writer shouldn't have waited until the very last episode for us to find out that, in fact, the Covenant did hate her and wanted to rid of her and then quickly move on. Shouldn't they have made it known to the audience much earlier? It would have made things more dramatic as we would have been watching this girl work so hard for masters who hated her mere existence and been devastated when she ran back to them. This would have been so much better than what we got. I may have actually felt something for her. I also wish they had done a better job at showing that McKee was starting to actually like humans. Honestly, I didn't realize that she was until she got zapped and then raged out in the 8th episode. I thought she was faking it. Maybe that's just me being dense, but personally, I didn't notice her gaining affinity for humanity and therefore wish they had handled that better. She's a tragic character who never really got to live, and we should be feeling more for her, but the writers of this show couldn't figure out how. Which is a shame. Now let's discuss the free factions. Insurrectionists, UNSC, and the Covenant. Neither are particularly interesting nor do all that much. 
That said, we see the UNSC far more than the others, as Master Chief is basically the face of the UNSC. So let's start there. They're irredeemably evil. There is not a good thing about them. They're a fascistic government who commits war crimes and pretends they're doing this for the good of humanity. Kind of like America now that I think about it. I mean, Flash cloning? It's evil and there's a reason it was banned. Kidnapping children, brainwashing them, and making them into super soldiers to destroy all dissent? Literally war crimes. They're all war criminals and should be dragged into whatever intergalactic war crimes tribunal there is. Next, let's talk about whom they want to oppress. The insurrectionists, the rebels, the freedom fighters. Why are they good? Well, because they're not the UNSC. That really is all we're given, unfortunately. So what about the Covenant? The ultimate baddies of the season. Well, they're bad because they intend to commit genocide against humans. And that really is it. Honestly, I'm struggling to remember any Covenant scenes in the show because they're that forgettable. To recap, none of the factions are even remotely compelling or fleshed out. There's nothing to Insurrectionists or in Covenant. There's nothing to Insurrectionists and Covenant, while the UNSC is one-dimensionally evil. I want to make clear, I don't have a problem with the UNSC being evil. They're supposed to be. For not good at all in any of the source material. I mostly have an issue with none of the factions getting handled well at all. I mostly have an issue with none of the factions getting handled well at all. There is nothing to root for or against. It's an evil UNSC against an evil Covenant and rebels who could have gotten cut from the show, and it wouldn't have made a difference. There's not even a basic good versus evil dichotomy. It's all bad. Now, this can be done well. Pirates of the Caribbean did, in my opinion. Halo, though, just wasn't able to. None of these factions were compelling, and neither were any of the characters, which gave nothing for me to care about. It's actually remarkable how badly all of this was done. Now that I have written about the writing of this show, let's discuss the rest of this show. The visuals were cheap and usually looked terrible. Was this show even given money? The ships? The CGI? The in-helmet view? Many of the sets? All looked so cheap and fake. Take for instance the Planet of the Covenant's High Command. It looked like a toy set. It didn't look like an actual location that someone would actually be at. How about those scenes that we saw from the Spartans' perspective while fighting? It looked like a fan-made video from 10 years ago. The show felt cheap and that Paramount didn't care in all honesty. That's pretty disappointing when you see just how good-looking the new Star Trek shows are on the same streaming service. Let's also talk about the music. It was completely forgettable, and to be honest, I didn't even notice it most of the time. And music is something I pay a lot of attention to. I honestly cannot remember one song from the entire soundtrack. I went to look up the soundtrack on Spotify to listen to it to see if it would jog my memory of anything, but they never released one. 
So yeah, apparently even Paramount forgot about the soundtrack. Alright, let's talk about the episodes. Honestly, there weren't any episodes that stuck out at me apart from episode 4, because that episode I thought was outright bad and genuinely hated watching. I couldn't stand Venture. He's so generic as a bad guy. I mean, there's a scene where he talks about how it's his turn to lead because he's played the game for long enough. Honestly, he's just uninteresting. He looks like a generic villain. He looks like a generic villain. He runs everything like a generic villain. His voice sounds like a generic villain. He talks like a generic villain, etc. At least he's smarter than the average villain trying to assassinate Quan. Most villains would be too stupid to do so, thinking, it's just a teenage girl. She isn't going to do anything. So, props to the writers for not falling into that trap at least. Everything else about him is just boring and generic. He had no presence. Once I finish this article, I'm just going to forget about him. To be honest, the only reason I remember him is because of the notes I took on every episode and the fact that I have to keep looking at them while writing this. Quan was an idiot the entire episode. She was so impulsive and made the wrong decision at every opportunity. It was infuriating to watch. I actually liked her before this episode, but she became grating to watch in this one. Then, there's the little group therapy session between the Spartans and Miranda Keys, and a sister talk between Kai and Miranda. It was so cringe. I should also mention that I keep forgetting about episode 7, because it's so darn forgettable. Honestly, even reading my notes, I barely remember anything. It was just a bland, forgettable episode. I really have nothing else to say about it. Episode 8 was enjoyable, outside of Master Chief having sex with the enemy. What were the writers thinking with that? That was dumb on multiple levels. That said, I did love to fight between the Spartans at the end of the episode. Another great fight scene was in Episode 5, when Master Chief was saving Kai from the Jackals. That was fun to watch. Of course, the best fight was in the final episode when the Spartans had to get the artifact from the Covenant. When Cortana took over Master Chief, that was everything I wanted to see. That one scene was what I was waiting for and hoping to see. To finish this article, I feel like I've said everything about this show that I really wanted to say. It's just bland. It's generic and completely forgettable, and I won't remember anything about it, after I finish this article. I hope the second season starts getting it all together, that this first season was simply the writers trying to figure out who these characters are and what they're doing. Here's hoping that the second season is more Halo-like and less generic, but we'll see. It's just bland science fiction, and this property honestly deserves much better. Anyway, that's everything I've got for today, folks. Thank you all for reading this article, and if you enjoyed, please subscribe and share this with others.
Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider supporting the show on Patreon and also sharing this episode with family and friends. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Peace.